Hello, and welcome to the Decision Point Podcast. My name is Kieran Wong, and I'm your host of the show. Here on the Decision Point Podcast, we speak with leaders in our community about the big life and career decisions they've made, which have led them to where they are today to be successful members of the community. On the show, we'll get to know their personal decision points. And today we have Carrie Fisher with us on the show. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Carrie, you are the manager of globalization services at Subway. Subway being the subway we think of, right? That's right. <laughs> Can you tell, tell me a little bit about what you do there? Yeah. Well, at least you didn't have to ask what does Subway do, right? So <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Exactly. We pretty much know. <laughs> Andos for everybody. That's right. And this is the first company I've worked for where I haven't had to explain the business model. But for those who don't know, Subway makes delicious, craveable sandwiches. Had to get that plug in there. Craveable. Absolutely. All right. We're headquartered in Milford, Connecticut, but I'm a remote employee working out of my home in Boise. And um, in case you didn't know this as well, Subway is the largest quick serve restaurant chain in the world. So we have, we're in over a hundred countries, over 37,000 restaurants. We translate content into 40 languages and I'm the centralized function within Subway that makes that magic happen. So like you said, the title is globalization services manager, and it's my responsibility to manage the globalization strategies for Subway's internal departments and regions. And a lot of people don't probably understand what globalization is. And you may have heard the term localization, um, translation. Mm -hmm. These three terms are all used synonymously. So they all kind of mean the same thing. So what I do in my role is hire the individual translators and companies, Mm -hmm. as well as buy the right translation technologies to ensure Mm -hmm. Subway's quality, consistency, and brand voice are maintained in all the languages and across all the countries that we do business in. So when I've explained to what I do to others here in Boise, one man said, oh, you're the person behind the curtain, <laughs> which was a perfect way to describe localization. There's really so much that goes on in a company's global success, and it's not always visible unless you're in the localization industry like I am. And we take a lot of it for granted. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We thank you for being the Wizard of Oz, if you will. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and in the midst of all this, I'm thinking, oh, time zones, working around time zones. Does that is that part of your life? Absolutely. Yes. I get up at 5:30 every morning, so mm-hmm. I can be online for those in Europe that mm-hmm. need me. Um, and it's you know, Subway's based in Connecticut, so I've got to be online at least for the East Coast at a bare minimum. Right. Um, but then I take a break at three, um, do my own thing, make dinner for my kid. <laughs> right. But then I'm usually back online at night because that's when APAC is online and um, they might need me too. Wow. You're, you're, you're needed worldwide. That's right. But you know what? I've been doing this for 28 years. People wow. in my um, profession were used to this. It's, it's sure. a, a global job and you're yep. expected to be on. And the rewards are you know, far outweigh the minor inconvenience of, Mm -hmm. you know, constantly being on. Right. Cool. Good, good, good. Well, here on the Decision Point podcast, you know, we talked with people about their decisions they've made, usually early on their life, that have led them along a path, left, right, center, whatever it might be, 
uh, to where they are today. Does anything come to mind to you in that regard? It does. It probably is the day that I declared my, declared my major, which was French. Okay. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Because uh, I'd always been interested and good at languages in school. I mean, high school is where you learn what you want to do, I think, with your life. So I took Spanish and French throughout high school. I added Russian in college. Okay. Um, and I think my mother probably despaired at me ever finding a job with a French degree. But my dad told me and me and my sisters, just do what you love because you're going to be doing it for your whole career. So the decision to forge ahead with a major that no one thought there would be a future in was scary, but I'm glad that I followed my dad's advice and continued my pursuit of languages, which is really my passion, that and helping people. Um, and my career has allowed me to travel to over 20 countries, experience different cultures, which has made me more open to accepting others and even myself for exactly who they are and who I am. And having that awareness and worldly experience made me realize that I can work with just about anyone, which I believe was also a key to my success. So leading yourself with your heart and your passion will not steer you wrong. So I'm so glad my dad was who he was and encouraged each of our passions to play a part in our careers. And now that we have technology that enables us all to work remotely, not only do you interact with people worldwide, but you can also do it from you know, your home office or your bedroom or wherever you're doing it from. Yes. Exactly, that's right. And uh, you get to see, you know what, you know, the pandemic allowed a lot of us to see into each other's lives in all the different countries that we're in, you know, everybody's got a barking dog in the background or, you know, a cat's tail going across a, a screen. <laughs> or, and, or a gardener with a lawnmower. Right. Or somebody's chainsaw. And right. that's, that's, I think, you know, it, it helped us bring us together. You know, right. we, we all have the same challenges working at home. Yeah. For those who are listening, they can't see me doing this with my arm behind my back to the kid <laughs> in the door going, go away, go away. <laughs> I, and then pointing to your ear and saying, I'm on a call. Yes. We've I know. All been there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So life is not always linear or a bed of roses. Any challenges along the way that you, that kind of spark your memory that you like, oh, I really had to deal with that. Oh, almost every job I've ever been in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because yeah. life, right. When a, when a company does hire me to help them be more successful in international markets, there is some level of understanding at the top that it needs to happen. Right. Sometimes that doesn't always trickle down to the people I need to work with, mm. who are the people who need to change their ways of thinking and working. Um, I can't tell you how many times someone has said, why can't everyone just speak English? <laughs> so it doesn't happen as much as it used to, but every so often the right. question does rear its ugly head. And I've learned that, you know, patience and persistence of a consistent message pays off. So, and instead of running to people's managers or a C-suite person to tell them to, you know, crack the whip over this department or that person, I work with each global resistant person to show them 
how much more money the company could make, for example, by entering new markets. I asked them to picture themselves in a country where they don't know the language and to think about how challenging it would be to find the restroom, order food, or take transportation. Because that's how people in France, for example, feel when they're trying to figure out how to use our software or buy something from our, web our website. So really going after and bonding with the with the curmudgeons or the naysayers I think, you know, <laughs> is, is always a good challenge. Um, because I think once you have them on your side, they really tend to clear your path for anyone else who questions why the company is going global and why they have to change the way they work. Um, you know, once you build your reputation from the ground up, you don't really need to be introduced to your CEO or CFO. They know exactly who you are and the value and benefits you bring to the table. It also helps uh, that I'm not afraid to be bold or speak plainly or even use humor to get my point across. Sometimes it takes speaking in French to a bunch of executives who don't speak French until finally one of them says, I can't understand what you're saying, to which then I can reply, then imagine how our international customers feel every time they try and use one of our products in English. Um, I've hosted brown bag lunches where I've invited the entire company to bring their lunch to a conference room and eat <laughs> while I, or I'll, I've sprung for pizza before. Okay. Well, um, just explaining the benefits of localization and why we need it in order to become more profitable. I've hosted Halloween costume contests, <laughs> posted localization facts all around the room. So when they, when people mingle and eat and, you know, read about the company's global success, perhaps they have a question. And even if it only sparked a question from people who didn't understand what localization was, it was worth mm -hmm. the effort, you know, and, you know, asking the CEO to be the judge of that costume challenge also helped because it really brought attention to my cause at the highest possible level. Being creative. Got to be creative. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you also insert speaks plainly. I love that in all aspects of life, you know, and what I do, I try to speak plainly to the people who are listening to me, whether they're clients or potential clients, however they may be, or vendors themselves, like, no, I, or me even saying, I don't understand. Please clarify. Yes, absolutely. Uh, transparency is key, you know, and mm -hmm. one thing I didn't mention was, you know, there's usually a high budget number that comes right. with localization. It, it can mm -hmm. be expensive or what's considered expensive when it's really, you know, a, a one hundredth of the whole budget of the company. It's really nothing. Right. But um, but yeah, you have to be transparent and visible and make everyone aware of numbers and why we're doing what we're doing. Right. The mission yeah. and the opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. Along this path and this journey that you've had, uh, which is amazing success, insight, wonderful things that you've done. Have there been any people or events or books or things that have inspired you that come to mind? You know, I'm all about self-help and self-improvement books. Like, you know, the usual suspects, Atomic Habits, High Performance Habits, The Five Second Rule. Right now I'm reading Everything is Figureoutable. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, all of those brought me some level of inspiration, but there's one book 
that I would even say changed my life. And it's called Inward by Young Pueblo. I don't know if you've heard of him. I have not. Wonderful. He's, he's written several books. Um, and it's all about understanding that you have personal power and how you can use it to be who you can be, all you can be. The back covers quote is um, true power is living the realization that you are your own healer, hero, and leader. Basically, don't blame others for your failures. Don't rely on others to make you happy. Be proud of your accomplishments and use your power for good. So I give back to the localization industry by being a mentor for a younger woman um, who just is entering the localization industry. I serve on the board of directors of a nonprofit called Women in Localization, and I'm a volunteer for my HOA board. Um, and I heard one of your previous guests say this, and I completely agree. We were put here to serve and help others. And I was already doing some of these things, but I really took inspiration from that book to do more. We all have gifts to help the world be a better place. And it's important to recognize them and put them to good use. And hopefully we can all take inspiration from each other's gifts. You know, if I have a mic and actually I do have a mic, I was going to mic drop it because that was a mic drop moment. <laughs> but I don't want to drop this mic because you know, I'm speaking to the mic. It's a conundrum of my own. Accord. <laughs> Wow, Carrie, this has been a really wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I really uh, appreciate it. I'm at a loss for words, which is all right, because of what you have said has really struck me deeply and heartfelt, and I really appreciate it. If there is uh, somebody out there listening who wants to reach out to you and connect, is there a way in which they can do so? I'm on LinkedIn and my full name is Carrie Livermore Fisher and it's F-I-S-C-H-E-R, not the uh, Princess Leia spelling of F-I-S-H-E-R. <laughs> and you know, that analogy may uh, go away uh, because how many kids know Car uh, Carrie Fisher? I know. I yes. know. Yes. Oh. Ah, it's sad, but I know. so be it. Well, <laughs> Carrie, thank you so much again for being on. The Decision Point podcast. We speak with leaders like yourself in our community about the big life and career decisions they've made, which have led them to where they are today to be successful members of the community. Thank you again. And uh, we look forward to all you listeners um, tuning in and listening to our podcast as we go along. Thank you.